Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Oh, 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 as Milo would say, let's go back to the 80s a little bit. The 80s and 90s, Milo Hamilton. Wow. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast. It's our live Astros Rangers game five post game show special guest, R.G. Seal, who's hosted the show with me for six, six years at the beginning of, a, of all of this and who is a ultimate fan, lifelong fan of the Astros as well, has helped me cover the team for several years. He's wearing his Astro gear, as you can see. And R.G., this is one of the sweetest wins in Astros history, no question about it. Yeah, I'm back for the classics, right? Back for the uh, fantastic finishes. And, and just like you said, it was an unbelievable game. I mean, we'll go over it, but Jose Altuve with one of the all-time classic Astros moments here. Hey, Scott says, what a game. And if you want to comment, we want to hear from you getting the comments. This is the one to comment on. RG, I'm saying this is like top five. I'm, I'm rating this up there with whichever Astros game you want to talk about. You want to talk about Billy Hatcher. You want to talk about game five of the uh, Dodgers series at, at Minute Maid Park. You want to talk about game two at Dodgers State. It's right there with any of those games. Right. I mean, I it's too early to kind of like say we're going to put this as all-time classic. Like Jose Altuve said after the game on Fox, well, it's all my all-time greatest home run. But I when I think of uh, a Jose Altuve home runs, I think of Aroldis Chapman sending the Astros into the World Series and that look on his face has become an all-time classic gift. So uh, that's what I think of with Jose Altuve home runs. But now I'm going to think of this one as well. I mean, it was just unbelievable because just the situation and the way that the Rangers had retaken the lead, they were up four to two and the Astros just weren't able to muster much of a, you know, an, uh, an effort against the other bullpen arms and were Altuve gets up there against Leclerc and is able to deliver there against a guy that they haven't been able to in this series and who's had a good postseason so far. So it just it was an unbelievable moment, you know. But like you said, there's some ones that come to my mind, of course. Like, I, I just think back to last season with the Jordan Alvarez home run, right? When he had that against Seattle, the game winner down, you know, in that game, we thought that it would be a loss for a lot of us. We were thinking, oh, my gosh, we're going to lose this first game in Seattle. Again, Justin Verlander on the mound, so... Just all the ones you mentioned, it's it's one of the greatest games in Astro history. Just right now, just trying to savor the moment, as I'm sure a lot of people who are listening are. Yeah, RG, by the way, saved the day. I've had a lot of my guests fall through on this one. It, it's been a crazy day from this side as well. My usuals couldn't make it. Uh, just want to tell everybody out there, it's great to see some of the comments. Albert says, hello. Uh, Fletch C says, so many ups and downs there. The hit by pitch, benches clearing, all that. We're going to get to everything. We're going to go through this game inning by inning and all the big moments and everything that went on. Uh, RG definitely coming through with the uh, coming through in the clutch like Altuve. So really appreciate him <laughs> doing this. And let's yeah. let's unpack it a little bit. First inning, not quite the fast start they got off in game four, but Bregman jumps all over that middle middle fastball and RG. Bregman, he was the one guy in the lineup that was all over Jordan Montgomery. I mean, yeah, he was. Like you said, he was able to get on that pitch, hit it out for a home run. It also put the Astros on the board er early, and you were kind of feeling comfortable. Maybe this is going to be a different story from the first game when uh, Jordan Montgomery just rolled, but he ended up, like, like you said, pitching another really good game. 
He finally had to be removed. I was a little bit surprised that uh, Bochi went and took him out. But, you know, again, he had a, another really good effort, uh, was, was really was really sharp again today. So he didn't lose the game, obviously. And he pretty much has done well in the postseason for the Rangers. But Bregman, you were right. He was able to get some good swings off him. And also, you've got to be able to work deep counts. You've got to be able to, you know, get ahead in the count and stuff. But Jordan Montgomery, I mean, he was having the Astros swinging at his sinker, swinging at his curveball. It just always seemed to come out of a hand like it's going to be a strike. And then, boom, they, you know, they just they just fall. They dip in the strike zone there. So he's really good. He's been able to fool the Astros and, you know, have to give a credit to him there. But it was good that Bregman at least got the Astros on the board and had a breakthrough for the team there and kind of continued the run scoring that they had from the previous night. Second inning, Jeremy Pena, beautiful diving play, giving JV six straight outs after the first two innings. As a fan base, RG, we're probably spoiled by Correa and Pena's defense the last few years. You combine those two with Adam Everett in this franchise, truly blessed at shortstop. You just kind of take it for granted. You shouldn't, but you do sometimes. Well, I remember you would always talk about Rafi Ramirez back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) An 80s legend. Uh, A little bit bit different than that, but uh, definitely, uh, I mean, Pena, gold glove, shortstop. But are we forgetting in the ninth inning? I mean, we'll go through it, like, inning by inning and all those moments, but uh, even that Gray Kissinger with that that leaping catch, you know, that was really good, too, you know. Uh, So, I mean, they're just... They're just things that, like you said with the Astros, being able to play good defense, that's what championship teams do. And the Rangers are also very good defensively, but they had a couple of miscues yeah. today. It really helped and contribute you know, to what the Astros ultimately winning here. It's just that you don't usually see those type of things and from the Astros. And you, if you give extra outs to the Astros, they will capitalize on it. Yeah, no question about it. You you brought up a great point because they did have some miscues. We're going to get there. Third inning, Rangers with a walk and a single with one out. But Verlander goes straight fastball for a pop-up and another fastball for a flyout. Two pitches, two outs. Dutch, Dusty mentioned during the game, I don't know if you caught this, RG, he said Verlander's mm-hmm. fastball, it was a, about two or three miles per hour faster earlier in the game than he's seen it all year. And RG, I, I just feel like, it's helping Verlander a little bit that he didn't have to pitch as much early in the season. And, and I think he's a little bit fresher than he's been for the Astros in the playoffs in the past. And I think with his age and everything, that, that matters a little bit. That was a great sequence of pitches, too, because the Astros were in a bind right there. And you just uh, with him coming up against the Rangers, I consider those to be even though they haven't had necessarily the best series. You look at guys like Tavares or young, uh, uh the third third baseman Jung Young, uh, they have yeah, also John Young. Yeah, excuse me. And then they also have you know some of the others who have uh, come through and contributed in this year, like Lowe with the home run today. But I mean, the two best hitters, you know, I would say Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. You know, Evan Carter's a young hitter who's batting third right now. I mean, the Rangers have a really good lineup. Uh, it's just that those are the guys that you're like, uh oh. Uh-oh. You know, you don't want to be facing them with men on base, runners in scoring position. And, uh, you know, and and they were able to, again, like, you know, what Verlander was able to do there to come out and get those with the pitches that you said, make the right pitches, get out of the inning. It's just unfortunate that and you saw him with the expletives in the dugout when he finally left the game because he gave up the the three run shot to uh, Adolis Garcia. Right. So it was that was right. 
Yeah, that was the one that was just, uh, you know, he, I mean, he wishes he could take that one back because he really pitched a really good game and got out of it. And like you said, with his fastball, he had some increased velocity. And maybe it is, the, you know, having a month off. You know, maybe it is being able to get to a regular routine where he's pitching on, you know, his his usual days of rest. I, I don't know what it is, but it's good to see him. And it's good to know that, you know, he's been really pitching. I mean, he helped have, get the Astros into the playoffs, first of all, at the very end of the season. Let's not forget that. And then he's had a really good postseason so far, except for a couple of mistakes here like today. But I think overall, I mean, he was keeping the team in the game. And and even after the three-run shot, we have to kind of credit Neris coming in and being able to keep it as it was. And then, of course, with, you know, Presley, what he was able to do at the end of the game there. So that after coming in for Abreu, after he was ejected. Yeah, we'll get to Presley for sure. But, you know, fifth inning, an- another Major moment. Astros get that big break when the gold glover, Simeon, you talked about it. He drops what should have been a double play, but Maldi strikes out. And with Tuck on third, Altuve tries to bunt for an RBI, but he kills the pitch too close to the catcher to end the inning. At that moment, I believe Altuve was three for 18 in his career versus Montgomery. So he had struggled. I know some people, of course, are going to say, oh, he shouldn't have tried to bunt there, but it wasn't the worst idea, and, and Dusty definitely liked that idea. They they talked to him during the game, as people saw. I mean, it wasn't the worst idea. You're just trying to score, get that run right there, maybe catch him off guard, and it didn't work out. I mean, I, I would have, you know, in retrospect now, of course, like take a swing, get up there. Altuve's the hottest hitter, but he did have a swing that he was waiting to use, and it was later in the game. All right, let's go to the bottom of the fifth. Nathaniel Logo's opposite field on a fastball, and unfortunately the ball didn't have to go far because it was down the left field line. Uh, Lowe was 15 for 100 this year on two-strike fastballs. He hadn't hit a home run in that situation all year, so that was kind of interesting. Uh, but let's go to the sixth inning now. Bregman walks. Jordan, just an incredible at-bat, and I can't say enough about it. He fouls off a couple of tough pitches from Montgomery, with two strikes, then he singles, Abreu follows with another great at-bat, somehow drills an 0-2 outside curve. Seager can't handle it at short. RG, you just can't say enough about those two at-bats by Jordan and Abreu. I mean, really, I mean, well, Jordan, he's been doing it the whole time. I mean, the guy is just the most dangerous hitter in baseball right now. Let's let's just be frank about that, right? Uh he has just been unbelievable this postseason. So for him to get up there and, like you said, be able to to string together a hit there against Montgomery, and then also for uh, Jose Abreu to have that that uh, that hit that was, like you said, going to Corey Seager, I thought, well, this could be a potential double play right there, and Seager just couldn't handle it. He's an excellent shortstop, Gold Glove caliber shortstop, and so the, the Astros were. Uh, you know, they, they, if you put the ball in play, there's always the old adage, you put the ball in play, uh, good things can happen. And, and that's what happened there. He hit a, hit a hard shot. And the Astros have had a lot of hard shots. I mean, people who are watching this right now or listening right now, they're thinking, you know, in the first game, there were a lot of hard hit balls against Jordan Montgomery that went directly to, 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 to the infielders. And even today, there were some that were just shots and you were thinking, oh, that was going to be a hit. And then all of a sudden, it's, you know, an out. So, Finally, a little bit of the law of averages caught up and that Abreu hit and we're able to, you know, get on the board again there. So and take the lead. It was short lived, but uh, it was still a, a great sequence there. Yeah. And you talk about 
defense and 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 maybe Seeger, you know, had a difficult time with the play because of how hard it was hit by Abreu, but there was some hard hit balls that the Astros made the plays and that the Rangers in that situation did make the play and that type of stuff matters. And the Astros just seem to do this in their playoff history. Let's go to where the Astros chased Montgomery, what looked like a huge moment at that time. They're robbed of more runs after a fantastic diving play by Simeon. So Simeon, uh, you know, right there makes the play. He gets Pena with the bases loaded. Uh, Garcia then comes back because they've got the momentum now. And, you know, we're going to get to more Garcia, but he crushes that three-run homer. And Verlander just misses locations on, on that fastball, RG. And, you know, that's one of those where, I, you know, I, I'm saying he's had more time and, he, and he's more space and it might help him, somebody of his age with these games. But remember, first game of the Twin Series, he had a long, long week off. First game of this series, he had a long week off. Now he's just back to regular rest. And maybe by the sixth inning, 40-year-old pitcher, he's starting to feel obviously third time through the lineup. That matters too. I think that's what it is. I think it's third time through the lineup. And then you saw like Corey Seager got a really good hit off of him. And then I was like, "Uh uh-oh. And then it was, you know, Evan Carter and then like uh, Adolis Garcia. He just basically, you know, crushed that pitch. And so, I mean, and Justin Verlander knew it. He's just like, oh, my gosh, this ball's out of the park. And anything goes and is in the dugout and a little bit <laughs> yeah. of tirade there. But that's always good. We <laughs> like Verlander. We like angry F-bomb Verlander, you know, throw up the middle finger because that just uh, just it just told you about his competitive spirit, though. He just hates to lose. He hates to have those things happen. And I know that, you know, next time the Astros, hopefully in the World Series, we can give him the ball and go go out there and, and again, with days off, prove that he's still, you know, one of the best pitchers in the game. Because, again, spoke about it earlier in the show, but he was instrumental down the stretch with the games that he pitched. And he really threw five innings and just, well, the magic that he was able to do. And he doesn't have it. It's not like he's striking out. Vintage Verlander was, remember, striking out in double digits and just unbelievable fastball slide, right? I mean, he would just always be able to just mow down lineups. He's become a craftier pitcher, so he has to work through things. He has to find ways to get through batters. And so, but he still has pitched really well of late. And it's just a bit of a, it's just a bit of a shame because I know it's a four run spot. It's no longer a quality. He was on tar- target to get the loss there because of giving up the the home run to uh, Dallas Garcia. But, uh, you know, he didn't because uh, obviously Jose Altuve saved the day. But I think overall, people who are just being honest and rational about this, the guy pitched pretty well. And then it just, the wheels kind of fell off there a little in the sixth inning, but he kept the team in the game. Absolutely. So seventh inning, the umps give Molly a gift walk on a bad call, but then Altuve just misses getting it over Carter's head and left. Another key moment you thought in the game, Dubon strikes out and then the ump takes away Maldi's walk with another bad call on Bregman for strike three. And it's just that whole sequence is the millionth reminder. The automated strike zone RG should have happened a decade ago. Can we get rid of this crap? I'm just tired of it. It's like, we can all see it at home. Why can't we watch it on TV? That's about to say, you see the box on TV and you can see what's happening with that. I mean, they still want to be able to have a little bit of discretion with the empires and be able to do that as, as, as we've seen. So they still want the human element in there, but you know, they're, 
there's got to be some way in the future. I'm sure baseball rules committee and they'll continue to work with the technology. But I just want to speak on the umpire today. It was like there were bad calls on both sides. You know, usually oh, yeah. you're like, you know, you're saying, oh, OK, well, this happened in the Astros and calling that, of course. But today there was just it was just inconsistent all over. I mean, both Bruce Bochy and Dusty Baker are probably just rolling their eyes still at some of these umpire calls. You know, it's just it was crazy. Yeah. And Fletch brings up Singleton. I'm going to get to Singleton for sure. We're going to get to him. Eighth inning, Tucker doubles. Dusty pinch hits Uncle Mike for Chaz. Unfortunately, he pops up. Bottom eight, Abreu hits Garcia. Garcia loses it. The umps throw out Garcia, Dusty, and Abreu. And that's where Astros fans are like, this seems like retribution for the Astros. You know, let's get the Astros somehow. RG, you know what everybody think was thinking was a out call there. from Rob Manfred's office or something, right? There. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's yeah. get the Astros there. You know, it's like, uh, let's put a bit of the bad guys. So it should be, they should be in all black the next time, right? Uh, no, uh, it was, yeah, it was just one of those bizarre things. Was it intentional? I don't think so. Most of the people don't didn't think so but you know Abreu probably shouldn't have been tossed right there that's just why everybody was livid over it you know of course a, a Garcia had had the home run and you know that just is baseball there's a history there but you know I don't think it was intentional probably so you know I mean it's I, game I, five it's, it's a two-run game, game right you're, I mean you're like you've got, fighting you want to be your your best pitcher be able to be, or one of your best relievers be in there and do that. So I mean, Dusty's livid, and then you have to call in Presley out of the bullpen cold. I mean, it was just yeah. And so you would think that's advantage Rangers. It turned out not to be, and then the heroics of Altuve. But just one of the stranger moments in the game with this ejection and you know sending these guys off into the showers. All right, so now we get to the big stuff. Ninth inning. Pena is it Pena singles right RG first guy up well Pena was uh no he wasn't on and on on, in there it It was was, uh who was it the single remind me again I've I've lost right now well uh well no it wasn't it uh gosh that that was the ending that uh it was Diaz 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 got on Diaz got on and singled and then and then sorry yeah Diaz singles and then singleton hey look the Diaz single that's big but how about John single pinch walk and RG John Singleton hadn't seen game action in 19 days. He scores the game time run on Altuve's home run. Didn't even have to run hard to be the hero. He just had to walk and then trot home. Wow. Well, that's the that's, thing that, about that's that the way. Is he really, you know, he's always had a good eye. I mean, with his average, you know, is even though it's low, he seems he's a patient. He's a discipline. He's your typical money ball, you know, Billy Bean type hitter. But, you know, he strikes out a lot and hits a lot of home. You know, he should. Uh, he's a power hitter. That's what he's been in the minor leagues. He hits a lot of home runs. But he's been a patient. At least he can work deep counts uh, a lot of the time. And, you know, he was up there. And once he got to a 3-0 count, I'm sure every Astro said, do not swing on the next pitch, you know, even if it's a strike. Do not swing on the next pitch, even if it's a strike. And sure enough, it goes to three and two. But he's able to still battle, and he's able to draw a walk. And like you said, because that put LeClerc in a position where Altuve's coming up as not just the tying run, but the potential winning run. But it also puts the first two men on base. So immediately you have the top of your lineup coming up. It puts extra pressure on the reliever. It puts extra pressure on the Rangers. And as we know... The Rangers, their weakness 
It has been all season. It's been the bullpen. They've had a high percentage of their saves not converted. And so they have an excellent lineup. They've gotten good starting pitching, you know, but it's just end of ball games. They've had some real problems. And in this postseason, you know, the guys that you saw today that came in there, I mean, they acquired Chapman in a trade. Um, you know, the uh, Spoltz, the other guy that's uh, the one that always comes in there, uh, he was the one that um, that started things off. Kind of that's who Brochi wants to go to, those three relievers, Chapman and then finally LeClerc, right? That's his recipe. If he's got a lead, if he's be the same yet, I think even with Eobaldi, if he can get five or six innings in game six, that's probably what he's going to do. Maybe mix and match here or there. If there's like two left-handers in there and he wants to throw like a Will Smith that we've seen, you know, into the mix or, you know, somebody like that. But for most part, those are the relievers that he wants. So he wanted to have LeClerc up there in that situation. And, you know, fortunately uh, after the first two men on base and Altuve gets up there, he connects and he makes Astros history that we're all happy about. And did you see Altuve giving Singleton the love in the dugout after he had the home run? It just said, all you know, you could see on his face. He's like, you know, this is, this is because of you, this is because of, you know, the way yeah. he was looking at Singleton, he, you know, that again, I mean, I just feel like we say it all the time. It, what, it's what makes Altuve special. It's not about Altuve. He always makes it about the team. And we're seeing it with the Texans, not to switch sports, but that's the way he is. And I just love that about Jose Altuve. You know, there was a, he was asked about something about him before the game. And then all he wanted to talk about was Abreu. You know, I, I think it was Brian McTaggart was interviewing him and he had asked him something and he goes, you know, well, but Abreu this, Abreu that. And he goes, I know that's not what you asked, but he just went on, on about Abreu. That is Jose Altuve in a nutshell. Just hit one of the biggest home runs in his entire career. And there he is, like trying to make sure Singleton makes 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 it makes it feel like, you know, you're part of this, man. You're part of it, John. I mean, that's a good point. He goes over there. That's why he's a leader. That's why Bregman was on and and he was talking to the Fox crew and he said, you know, the thing about the Astros is we have a great clubhouse culture. There's guys that are up there that, that people just respect. And, and Verlander has said the same thing too about the Astros culture. There's a culture there and it all stems from Altuve. We remember the days of Biggio and Bagwell. There was a culture there. You 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 knew when you came to the Astros in the Biggio and Bagwell era that you were supposed to com comport yourself in a certain way and play a certain way. With these Astros, it's Altuve, Bregman, you know, uh, Justin Verlander on the pitching staff, you know, but it, uh, Martin Maldonado in the catching, you know, these are leaders, they're veterans, they know what's expected, you're supposed to go out and do your job and guys fit in seamlessly, they come here, you know, so again, like what you're saying, when he went over to John Singleton and just doesn't make it about himself, to me, that's why he's also the greatest Astro as we've seen just not only his postseason moments, he's won a batting title, he's been MVP. But when you were talking about earlier, that he just doesn't, you know, take any kind of accolades for himself. That even happened with the cheating scandal. We know it's the postseason now, so everybody's going to talk about, oh, the Astros and the cheating scandal in 2017 and 18 and all of that. It all comes back again because that's all they ever want to talk about in the national media, right? But there's one guy we know that uh, from documented evidence and even his teammates saying so, it's Jose Altuve. He was not part of that. He didn't do it. He didn't like it. But didn't say anything, and he felt the guilt from that, and it's 
always never thrown his teammates on the bus. Like I didn't do it. And I was that he just said I was a part of that team. I was a part of it. And I'm responsible too. And he gets booed more than anybody. He and Bregman are the guys that always get booed. You always hear all those boos. And yet, I mean, again, these type of magical moments here, I think that's what makes it sweeter for Astros fans. And maybe the Astro fans who are listening here today, just he's such a great guy and has been such an epitome of the organization over the last several years. And to me, I don't know where you rank him. I think he's going to be ultimately when he retires, the greatest Astro ever. All right, let's, uh, yeah, we can talk about more Altuve in a second, but I, I just got to talk a little bit about the ninth inning because you mentioned, mentioned Kessinger, and that's a big moment. Two on in the ninth inning. Presley struggling a little bit. His second inning, we never see Presley do two innings pretty much. And then Greg Kessinger jumps up in the air to catch that rocket at shortstop. And RG, I double-checked, Greg Kessinger's listed one inch taller than Jeremy Pena, who would have normally been there at shortstop. Do you think that mattered? Do you think that one inch helped him? <laughs> you think baseball is a game of inches, right? Don't they always say that? It's another, you know, a sport where it is. And so, uh, I mean, all of these are, it's kind of uh, that one inch. I mean, that one little thing that happens, that one little move, that's where you sometimes just wonder, it's just like the little things that happen when you're making a postseason run with the Altuve home run, but just being in the right place, the right time right there and having the right personnel in like you said maybe that if Pena gets that the ball tips on the top of his glove just like yesterday's game you know Jose Abreu tags Marcus Simeon as he's going back to first base and he gets him on the batting glove I mean that's literally a centimeters or inches or whatever you want you know that's just literally he's able to tag that and he's out if he has it. And then Simeon had joked after the game, well, maybe I should just put the whole batting glove in my pocket. Right. So, I mean, it's just things like that. That's why we love baseball. It's the little things. It's uh, you can go back to all of them throughout a game and it's just the highs and the lows. And the Astros had their, you know, you look at things that happen with the Astros and you say, sometimes the baseball gods, this isn't, this isn't meant to be, or this is like, wow, what a great catch there, you know, like uh, when Willie Tavares robbed earlier in the series, remember Jordan of a home run. It's like, is every, it's, is it always going to be that way? But it's just like today, just being in the right place at the right time, you hope that they just have a little bit more bag of miracles to close this thing out and, and get back to another World Series and win another pennant. Judson, Judson makes the remark that when the fans were booing Altuve hard in ninth, the Rangers' fate was sealed, <laughs> which it just seems like the harder you boo, boo Altuve – the worse it turns out for your team. And then Dusty, he said, push the right buttons, even when he's ejected. And, and that's interesting, RG, because there were some big moves to be made there at the end of that game. You know, it was the pinch hit for Yonner, the pinch hit for uh, Singleton and, and all of that stuff. Kessinger coming in, the, you know, all that stuff is, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, what, what a manager can do from back in the clubhouse and you know, whatever. And of course, I'm sure if there's something that he can do, I'm sure the Astros will be, uh, they'll be charged of it. You know, that Major League Baseball will come in and say, there's the Astros cheating again or what. But no no matter what, I mean, that was some big time management, managing late in the game because, you know, Dust, all of a sudden Dusty's not there in the biggest point, point of the whole game. Where's Dusty? It's like people are looking around. He's been ejected. And that was another story that we just talked about after the whole Garcia incident and everything like that. So there'll be more talk about that and the ejection and everything that happened. But you're right. Uh, those were moves that were made by the manager. But if you're looking at, at 
I don't know what your thoughts are, but the way that Pena maybe had the harder hit in his previous at bat and just he's been a postseason hero before, I can see Diaz coming in for like Maldonado, but that took a lot of like to take out, put Diaz first, get that base hit, and then put in Singleton because you want to have the left-handed hitter and then uh, be able to have Altuve come up there again as we've spoken and he had to uh, turn it over to the top of the lineup. I mean, that was just, that was outside of the box thinking and it worked out. But I mean, I would have probably, I mean, you know, we know that Maldonado is not the hitter. So that's kind of an easy with Diaz, right? I mean, we always talk about that. Uh, but I think the other one there, it was just a little bit more to put Diaz in for Pena. And then you have, you know, uh, John Singleton come up there, who, like you said, hadn't played in what, 19 days. I mean, that was that was pretty incredible in the way that it worked out. It was just meant to be. It was just a historic yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know if that's exactly how I would have played it. I, I would have thought, let Jeremy Pena hit. Exactly. And then, and then bat Diaz up next. It seems like that's the obvious move right there. Right. For whatever reason, maybe they saw something in the numbers or, you know, how the matchup was with Singleton and, and right. how he matched up with, you know, that particular pitch. I don't know, but it was super interesting that that's the way the whole thing played out. And then, you know, Altuve hits that slider, which just, you know, it's, I, I think Judson said game of inches doesn't apply to Altuve, however, talking about his height. But, you know, game of inches does matter because Altuve is shorter. It's easy for him to get that slider, you know, out of the ballpark. He, he can get under the baseball a little bit. Yeah, so. right. You know, Altuve, <laughs> that you're like, I just remember there's always that uh, of Altuve earlier in his career when he's like jumping up, swinging at the pitch way up high in the strike zone and stuff. I mean, he's really got to be, I mean, he's always been an aggressive hitter. We see that. I mean, first, First pitch today, he's up there against Jordan Montgomery hacking. He's in he's in a zone and doing that. But I mean, it was still it's still unbelievable to watch him. I mean, I I know Reggie Jackson when he came to the organization, he said the reason why I wanted to come to the Houston Astros, and I mean, of course, because his relationship with Jim Crane and they have a good relationship over the years. It was also he said my favorite player is Jose Altuve. I just want to watch this guy up close. It just it's it's unbelievable. You see, just even with the players around the game, the esteem that they hold for for Jose Altuve. Again, just a phenomenal player, comes up big in October. And just now he edges even closer to the Manny Ramirez all-time postseason home run record. So he's still got a few years, and he's still got maybe another World Series here, another couple of games, uh, potentially at least a game in the ALCS. Hopefully the Astros uh, win a pennant in game six. But at least a couple of more games plus the World Series, who knows? He could end up tying or surpassing Manny Ramirez or one of these years because he still has a long playing career ahead and with these expanded playoffs. Uh, that's going to be something to watch to see if uh, Jose Altuve can be an all-time leading home run hitter in baseball's playoffs. I want to mention Ryan Presley once again because he had to go two innings. And, you know, this is a major storyline the fact that they threw out Abreu because it forces Presley to go two innings. What if they need Presley on Saturday and he's a little bit more gassed than he would normally be? Are, are you talking so about on Sunday? Sunday's game six, correct? I'm sorry. Su I'm sorry. Sunday. So there I'm is sorry, a day Sunday. off at least. Yes. Yeah. At least there's a day off, but still two innings is a lot for Ryan Presley. And I know he hadn't pitched uh, in a couple of days, but still, you know, I, I think this still can be a storyline a little bit. Um, and, and at the same time, I also want to say, 
man, Ryan Presley, for all the times we see a little struggle here and there in the regular season, especially this year, and he's been clutching the playoffs. Just all time, this guy's on a Mount Rushmore of clutching the playoffs for the Astros, getting save after save. And I think it gets lost in it and all these other guys. And that, we're talking about Altuve and Jordan and this guy and that. But, you know, Ryan Presley, come on, man. This guy, what a performance. I mean, he comes on with two on, nobody out, gets out of that jam, then gets a couple on in the ninth inning. And, you know, having to rest, which he normally doesn't get to do. And, you know, not just rest. It's a longer rest because Altuve hits a three-run home run. And then he's got to come back in and, and, and get, get out of that jam, too. I mean, geez, Ryan Presley, what a performance for him in this playoffs and what a performance just for his career for the Astros. Well, I have a friend who calls him Ryan Stressley because it just seems like we're always under stress when we watch him. But he did do a phenomenal, <laughs> great job, right? I mean, he was just uh, – he was just, you know, in there, like you said, the first two get on the eight and nine here and then again, flip over to the top of the lineup. And it's coming up with, again, Simeon Seeger, uh, Marcus Simeon, uh, Corey uh, Seeger, and then, you know, the new kid on the block, uh, not the musical group, but the new kid on the block, <laughs> Evan Carter. And he comes in there and, you know, he's able to retire all three, like you said, to have the the great catch by Kissinger, but just be able to come in there and, and get those guys. And it was just pretty much, a, you know, like you said, he's been doing it in the postseason. He had a, a great postseason last year. How he'll react, again, I think this both of these bullpens, you're seeing it with the Rangers. They had to pitch LeClerc today, and he had, what, about 30 pitches? But he hadn't pitched since Monday, since uh, closing out the two with the uh, – the, but they pitched Sunday and Monday. And then he had the days off and then pitched again today. Had a lot of pitches today. Uh, you know, so, I mean, I think both bullpens, once you get to the sixth or seventh game, these guys have been seen a lot. And the other thing is that Abreu only having six pitches, he didn't pitch yesterday. He only had six pitches tonight. I guess if he's not suspended, I hope Major League Baseball doesn't do anything crazy like that. I guess you never know. But – with the ejection, uh, you know, uh, he'll be back. At least he'll have a little bit more to go on because he didn't pitch very deep into this game. So it's going to be a battle because, you know, with Framber coming in on, you know, for game six and the way that he's pitched recently, you have to have your kind of starters kind of ready and prepared. Okay, is uh, is France going to be back in there backing up in case this game gets out of hand early? You know, you're and the Rangers are going to be do everything they possibly can. They're going to be, you know, they're down to their elimination games. They have to do everything they can to win. It's like they'll have a short row, even though it's Nathan Eovaldi and a great postseason pitcher. If he gives up any kind of runs or looks shaky at all, they're going to be lifting him and they're going to be going to their pen. And these are two pins that are, you know, we the Astros have seen a lot of their pen during this series, and I think that's a good thing because. You know, the Rangers don't, again, like we discussed earlier, they don't have a great bullpen. But, uh, you know, getting back to it with the Astros, too, the Astros pitchers, that you know, when Dusty gets a lead, he likes to go to his Neris, Abreu, and Presley. So we'll just see how that happens. But Presley has been nails. And so let's hope that continues. Yeah, just uh, I just had to take a second because Presley, you know, it seems like he only he's like the offensive lineman that gets called for a holding penalty. You only notice him when something bad happens. But. Uh, Presley has just been, un I mean, when you look at his numbers for the Astros and save situations, I, I think he's, I think he's been perfect. And, and I also want to bring up this because Justin Verlander quoted after the game, RG, 
He said, I even understand Adolis's reaction. No, I don't think anybody is mad about him pimping a homer. It was the biggest homer in his career, quite honestly, unquote. So that was Justin Verlander. And if Justin Verlander is saying, I'm sure he speaks for the for the entire Astros clubhouse. It, it, it's just like, I, I don't get it. And if, like you said, RG, if for some stupid reason they suspend Abreu, this is like, you know, being dumb on top of dumb, you know, by baseball. Yeah, I think I think they would probably appeal it on behalf of the player in the mid. Maybe there would be a suspension at the beginning. And actually, didn't that usually how it works out? There's an appeal. It's like he'd be able to pitch and do that. I don't know. But I just like that's always a whenever you get ejected, that's always the case. You got to wonder, is MLB going to end up suspending him after this ejection? Well, Dusty said, he was quoted as saying, he goes, I haven't been that mad in a long time. I could tell tell by the way he reacted like that was I don't think I've ever seen Dusty as mad since he's been the manager of the Astros and I don't blame him and RG do you think he got was was he thrown out because Abreu did that or because he said something it seemed like they just ejected him because Abreu did that because Dusty, I don't think, felt like he should have been ejected from the game. That's a good point. You know, I haven't really looked in to see that, but a lot of times they they will eject the manager when they think it's intentional kind of targeting there. So if that's what they thought it was and ejecting him, the manager can be culpable for that too. And then, but it also might've been the fact that, you know, he went out and, I mean, we miss the days we grew up with, like, you know, watching Billy Martin and Earl Weaver and these guys kicking dust and doing all that. You don't see that much in today's baseball anymore. It's like managers going out there and getting really, yeah, that's as as irate as I've seen Dusty in a while. And for good reason. I mean, this is the ALCS. You have a chance to win a pennant here. And this happens where you have your pitcher removed and it just, the game is still in the balance. I just, it's it's crazy. And I'm going to go back. Uh, to a couple, I want to go back to one big picture thing before we talk a little bit about the, the next two uh, games and what we might see, hopefully just one game, but um, just big picture. And I set it off the top and I'll go back to it. Uh, I, I feel like this is definitely one of the best Astros postseason games. And I'm not talking about whether they win this series or lose this series. Cause I think the Billy Hatcher game against the Mets, it's one of the all time oh, ever sure. great, great moments the Astros lost the series but that was a great game oh yeah and you know game two that great game two against the Dodgers in the World Series it was really great there towards the end and extra innings I don't remember all of these moments happening in that game that Dodgers game I don't remember these great defensive plays and just all these little things that were happening in that game two in the Dodgers series I think this jumps a a game like that even though the Astros won the World Series end up winning the World Series there well, I mean, there have been a lot. We forget now. Remember for many years, it was like the Chris Burke home runs, the greatest home run, because it's like they won a series against the Braves on the 18 inning, and he hits the home run into the seats, and Chris Burke goes into Astros lore. Then you also had the Jeff Kent home run during that ter- period of time. Remember that? I was, that was, I, was I was there for both of those, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you're you know, going in, and they're going off to St. Louis with that 3-2 lead, and you think maybe this is finally they win a pennant. It would be the year after when Jeff Kent's not on the team. And they have uh, Lance Berkman and a, a bunch of guys that he's kind of carrying around in the lineup, you know, uh, they're just in some guys that have career years like, you know, Jason Lane and uh, Morgan Ensberg and Willie Tavares. And ooh, whose cousin, Leo Tavares, is on this club this year. So that's a little bit of like tying it back to, 
to Tavares and the, those Astros clubs. But you're right. There's just been so many great games over the course of Astros history that this will be one of the all-time. I mean, again, it's too early. Where does it rank? Because I look at, like, the New York Yankees, a, a, you know, a Chapman on the mound. Altuve hits the home run that sends the Astros to the World Series. They end up losing that World Series in 2019 to the Miracle Nats. Uh, on that great postseason run that goes classic seven-game series. But to me, that's like one of the all-time great games, too. Again, like last year, to me, one of the all-time great games is that Seattle game, even though just because of Jordan, it just was a magical moment. Two outs, bottom of the ninth, that's what you always dream of. It's like, you know, hits a home run that's a game winner walk-off. And it's a well, I thought you were going to say the 18 inning game because there was two of them in that series. Yeah. In the 18 inning game. Oh, that's right. I mean, how many, 18, how many 18 inning games, you know, do you see uh, ever? And the Astros have been part of two of those. And I mean, the Astros yeah. game for game, RG, I mean, I, I don't think well, nationally it's appreciated game for game. The Astros with any franchise, they're with any franchise as far as incredible postseason games well we, we haven't even talked about one of them that you uh would always mention too that was kind of before our time because we were just very very young at that time but that's a 1980 series and that was you know they yeah. had all the classic extra inning games it was a five game series the astros had a lead seven to four in game five with nolan ryan on the mound they end up blowing it they end up losing it but they had opportunities to win that and it was just like Every single game was a nail biter. It just was. It, and, and Tal Smith, I think when you had him on the show, he said that was in his mind the greatest playoff series of all time. Yeah, that that game five, that that series, the Astros lost it. It sucked, but great. It was an incredible game. The Astros had gone up five two. They're at the Astrodome, and and those games were many of them were going extra innings. I remember they reshowed all those games during the pandemic on uh, Fox Sports or whatever it is, uh, AT&T, whatever it's been. It's been like 14 different names, but the, the the Houston Astros channel, I'll just call it. But yeah, just it, it's been unreal. And, and and that Burke game, you know, you, you think of it as, oh, Clements came in and then Burke hits the home run. But there was other moments in that game. I mean, I was there for it. Uh, Berkman hits that huge home run. Brad Ausmus. Brad this Ausmus, is the, that's the one I remember. This is yeah. like Maldonado, like what he did the <laughs> other day. You know, Brad right. Ausmus comes up with the big home run. So, yeah, that, yeah, it's just... I mean, we always look back to the 2017 World uh, World Series champion using Astros when Marwin Gonzalez hits that home run at Dodger Stadium off of Kenley Janda that nobody thought was possible. The Astros are going to go down 0-2 and said they go back to Houston 1-1. And then you have that great Bregman game-winning hit that's the one that, uh, you know, the crazy game, what was it, 13-12 to game five where they, you know, oh, end yeah. up going back to Dodger Stadium. And then the horror of horrors on Halloween night, they lose. And then game, game seven, you know, the Charlie Morton game, you know, that's just one of the greatest because it was the first time ever Astros had won a World Series. And then last year, being able to win a World Series again with, you know, uh, Jordan Alvarez comes on uh, of Alvarado there, right, when he hits that home run and it just like the Astros take the lead and all of Jordan's home runs it seemed last year's postseason they were always come from behind to take the lead and that was one of the amazing things too that just shows you how clutch he is as well it's like the Astros are behind he comes up hits a big home run or or does, I mean, he's just he's just a phenomenal hitter so we're really blessed I mean just over the years that like you said when the Astros have been in the playoffs they've just had some really memorable fantastic moments I know a lot of the nation again they all like oh it's the Astros and it's oh gosh not again and everything hey this is the Yankees this is what it means like to be 
the Dodgers. This is what it means like to be, you know, the Cowboys in their glory days or the Lakers or, you know, uh, Manchester United and Premier League, whatever. It's like you become like, you know, a dynasty. You become they, hated. They hate you because yeah. they ain't you. Is that what you're they saying, RG? You. They, exactly. they hate exactly. you because they ain't you. Hey, hey, yeah. Judson pulls up a, a, a nice number for us. Astros clutch hitting. I'm going to I'm going to guess, Justin, you, you've got this uh, from somewhere good or you've looked it up. But this is great stuff. They are batting 294 with runners in scoring position, 785 OPS. Just incredible stuff this postseason uh, by the Astros. Um, so that that's really good. He said he got it from uh, ESPN. So I guess you can trust ESPN. I don't know. But <laughs> but but uh, yeah, uh, so just. Before we go, and just again, thanks again, RG, for doing this. Um, before we go, Fromber's up in game six. And I thought, well, if the Astros lose this, in my head, I was speaking of game six and the Billy Hatcher game back then. I, I was like, oh, this is one of those where the Rangers know they don't want to face Christian Javier. So they're going to have to take out Fromber <laughs> and they're going to have to win this game because they don't want Christian Javier in game seven because he's basically like Mike Scott right now in 1986. <laughs> It just seems like right. him in the postseason, he's on a, just a magical role. But um, how do you feel about uh, Fromber Valdez? Do you feel like they, they need Fromber to, to come up with a big game well, right first now? First of all, I we got to talk about the big gorilla in the room, which is basically, or the elephant in the room, or the uh, whatever you want to like characterize <laughs> the, 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 the phrase, but it's like the bull in the room. Uh, it's that the Astros can't win at home. So is there any way that, that we can paint to have a CGI, uh, you know, uh, can we make it look like the the ballpark or the the stadium in Arlington here? The, I, I, uh, I told. Can we make it look like telling... a road game. Can we have them wear road uniforms for that game and do something? Because I mean, obviously they've just been they just swept a, a team on the road, and and they we know this postseason they've had all these problems at home. So hopefully that gets reversed. They did win a game against Minnesota at home, so it can be done. And it can be done in the postseason, and we have seen that. But getting back to your question, sorry, I just went off a little bit right there. Uh, it's just that Framber Framber Valdez is, a, you know, he's he's going to have to step up here. I mean, he has not pitched well of late. The second half of his season since the All-Star break, it's been pretty disappointing. Uh, but he's still a guy that, you know, you're always your next starter. He was always thought of as the ace that, you know, along with Justin Verlander, he had the no-hitter after Justin Verlander was acquired. You know, he we've seen Framber shine in the postseason. You know, hopefully there's nothing bothering him. But like you said, at least there's a you know, you want to close it out. You don't want to give team extra life. You don't want to do that. You know, that but they do at least have two games to win one. But you you know, you want to be able to get a good start out of Framber Valdez. But I think the important thing for this game is you gotta see how Framber's pitching. If he gets off to a slow start, you're going to have to yank him and have another starter ready to go in there. There's just no like, oh, four or five or six runs, and then maybe the Astros can come back and get eight runs and get a crack against. No, you've got to be able to – if he shows any kind of shakiness and there's a run or two early, I mean, you've just got to – you're playing to win. You're playing to get to the to the World Series now, and you're this close, and you don't want to give, like, life back the Rangers where you go to a game seven where it's basically a 50-50 coin flip. So I think it's a must win for both teams, but obviously the Astros have a little bit. They're at home and they have two two times to win one game. So, you know, you just don't want to push it to a game seven if you don't have to. Uh, so that's that's pretty much what I have to say about that. I don't know what your feeling is on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say you want to get this win because you want Frommer to pitch well and you want Frommer to pitch well 
Because if he does, all of a sudden, you got all your guns pretty much going into the World Series. Arcidi struggled a little bit the last start, but Verlander's been really good. And yeah. if Fromber's good, you've got also Christian Javier. And, you know, you also, if you need somebody to come in for a couple of innings, overall, I'd like the way Justin Verlander's mini-me has pitched. You know, Hunter Brown, he's he's done a pretty decent job. And, you know, J.P. France, I, I, have, I have confidence in J.P. France. You know, they talked about the fact that J.P. hadn't thrown this many innings, but he hadn't thrown a lot of innings in the last month or so. So he should be yeah. pretty fresh for, for a, you know, for a guy that's been around for – it's not – that's the other thing is, a lot of times they talk about well, this guy hadn't pitched a ton of innings because, you know, he's because the minor leagues and he's a young well, JP France is 28. You know, we forget he's a rookie, but he's an old rookie. So keep that in mind. And, and I'll just address what you said about Minute Maid Park, because as I told Jimmy Price, there's a very simple solution to this. We call it David Copperfield. He puts a big cloak. Over Minute Maid Park, when the cloak comes down, it's Globe Life Stadium, and then we have all. There it is. And I, and I think we have. Don't we just get all the Astros fans that? Okay, guys, I know it's going to be expensive, and we're going to burn it after the series. But I want all of you guys to go out and buy some Ranger gear and wear it to the game, and cheer against the Astros. Go boo yeah. Altuve. Whatever we got to do, let's do it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, because that's just the thing. There, it's just this 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 home team is just like there's something about it this year. You know, hopefully you've got to reverse that trend, though, because if the Astros do get to the World Series again, they'll have, you know, the majority they'll have the home field advantage against either the Phillies or the Arizona Diamondbacks. So they have to really start learning how to win. And they have won at home. Again, I, I point out the Minnesota game. They did win the the game one uh, against Minnesota that J- Justin Verlander was uh, pitching. So. You can you can hopefully you know use that as kind of like hey this this team can win in the postseason at home so yeah uh, hopefully you don't have to resort to all the tricks and the David Copperfield and the CGI and everything that we've mentioned and that they can just go out and because this is a home ballpark and they've got a lot of passionate fans that'll show up they'll be cheering it'll be you know cheer you're basically a dynamic crowd ready to blow the roof off the top of the stadium because you know you're game away from the world series so here's a pennant awaits yeah john fredericks uh says let's go and I you know let's, yeah well, well the only thing is let's go where we don't want to go anywhere we want to stay in dallas right we want to stay at arlington we don't want to go anywhere so i don't know if we want to you know let's go uh, uh, yeah let's go astros but let's not go out of arlington i think we're we're pretty happy there and by the way astros fans showing up showing out up uh in arlington just did a they did a great job. They've done a great job on the road with the Astros last year. Remember RG, how they showed up at Yankee stadium. That was, that was just amazing what they did in yeah. that ALCS series. So, I mean, when you got a winner, you start traveling, uh, it just gets exciting. I mean, you know, as many times as we go through this, I just know that, you know, we've been through these periods of times. I remember Larry Durker talked about when the Astros were winning in the late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, you don't remember that all the years that, you know, I was on the Astros and we didn't make the playoffs and it was like just bad teams and mediocre teams. And, you know, you got to appreciate the fact that the Astros are even making the playoffs. Now we've become accustomed to World Series and pennants and it's a great thing right now. And you just don't want it to end. And you also just have to enjoy the moment, enjoy the ride enjoy this great exhilarating feeling of watching like a Jose Altuve hit a home run. And it's like, you're going to be thinking back on this in the off season. There'll be some place that you're going to be, whether it's, you know, at the holidays at, at somebody's at, 
family house or on a vacation somewhere, and you're going to be thinking back, you know where I was when I was watching Jose Altuve hit that home run against the Rangers that turned the tide in that series and gave the Astros a 3-2 series lead. So, you know, hopefully those are the kind of memories because it's like I still think back on all the stuff that happened during the 2022 run. I think about 2017, 2019, you know, the Astros lost the World Series. I mean, there are all these just great moments. And, you know, it's just it's a great time to be an Astros fan and just enjoy it, savor it, even if it's stressful, because it is. We've all got to take Tums and we've got to take whatever to get through these games, you know, but it's it's still it's it's just a magical time to be an Astros fan. I'm, I'm loving it. You're loving it. And the city of Houston's loving it, and every Astros fan worldwide is loving it. As that great American Will Ferrell said in Talladega Nights, uh, thank you, baby Jesus, for giving us Jose Altuve and making him a Houston Astro uh, because that kid is something else. What a privilege it is to be it an is. Astros fan right now, be an Astros fan over the last few years, be a Jose Altuve fan. Uh, just un, 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 unbelievable, unbelievable ball player. Um, and just so many great moments that he's given us over the years. And uh, just this is a, just a, what what a game this was. And, you know, just let's, let's finish it off. Let's, as uh, they say in Karate Kid, sweep the leg. Let's, it's time to sweep the leg here. So, yeah. okay. <laughs> Thank, thanks again, uh, Archie. Right. Thanks again for everybody out there. That's uh, stayed with us for the post game show and and continue to support us and keep uh, telling your friends about us. Uh, s- subscribe if you haven't put in for notifications and also make sure you give us some comments if you like what we're doing. But uh, go Astros and go Astros. Let's, let's get them on Sunday, baby. Okay. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, don't forget to support us by subscribing and commenting on YouTube. You can always listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends about us and share our show links on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.